Hey everybody, Superfan Giovanni here for Classic Loveline, episode 504, from September 3rd, 1997, a Wednesday night show, with guests Henry Rollins and the Sneaker Pips. This is another best of. This episode contains clips from episodes that were previously released in full in this feed, but it has enough bonus content in between. Uh, it warrants being included in the feed again. Henry's clips come from Classic Love Line 386 from March of 97, and Classic Love Line 428 from May of 97 with the Sneaker Pimps is the rest of the clip's uh, origin. Uh, there are some comments from Adam and Drew in between the various clips, and it's worth hearing. Definitely something we want to put back in the feed just for the lost content in between. As per usual, this was recorded in 1997. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. Drew and Mike Catherwood on current day love line, 1-800-LOVE-191. Listener discretion is advised. You can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and PodcastOne.com, the home of all your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a PodcastOne.com production. <sighs> Two. Welcome to with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. Would you sleep with sick women? I may be pregnant, but I'm still a man. Spank the unruly ones. It's indecent, it's vulgar, it's blasphemous. You're gonna ride you till you can't stand up. Come on, come on, let's go down. All right, all right, keep your shirt on. Love Line's meant for an adult audience. Love Line may contain sexually oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Here's Love Line with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla. All right, phone number for Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. That is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, and tonight our guest is Henry Rollins. Hi, Henry. How you doing? Good. A little tired, but all right. Uh, Drew, mm. uh, before we get to uh, Henry and uh, all his uh, latest creative efforts... Uh, do you want to complain about the cops for just uh, one moment? I, I still have it in me. I can't. I can't keep it back. It's just uh, I, I was uh, driving a rental car yesterday and got pulled over for speeding. Speeding. I was speeding. No problem. But then the guy nailed me for not having my car insurance. Like I, I was supposed to pull my car insurance out of my car, stick it in the rental car, even though I had the contract where I bought rental insurance right. to waive my deductible. Right. Where it's obvious I had insurance, and I was waiving the deductible beyond that. Uh, Drew, and, uh, just uh, sizing you up, any cop who pulls you over, the uh, wire rim glasses, the uh, cowlick hair, uh, the J. Crew catalog attire, uh, please, I would just let him go immediately. I really would. Uh, or possibly maybe a warning, and, on the, and if I really needed to make a quote, I'd give you the speeding ticket. But, like, you don't have insurance. Right, exactly. All right, so you showed him the documentation. Yeah, and he goes, oh, oh don't, he, very nice. Goes, this is San Gabriel, by the way, city of San Gabriel. I can't say it the way Adam says it quite so eloquently. But I, uh, I, I, Kiss Drew's ass. But be that as it may, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, he, he goes, oh, don't worry about it. Just go down to the court and show him your insurance. Go down, I mean... Right. Do you know what that means to me? I mean, this guy is an asshole. Thank you. Uh, yeah, as if uh, you, just, you know, it's like uh, you're going to miss uh, a little daytime TV. Have to get out of oh. your bathrobe and head down to the court. Oh, the, here's my point, and uh, thank you for getting me on a roll here, Drew. And uh, Henry, you jump in anytime uh, you want to help me bash the man. Yeah. Uh, here is, as far as I'm concerned. The, the job of the law enforcement community in this country is to do what we, the citizens, want them to do. Not what they think is going to make the most money, not what they feel like doing, 
but what we tell them to do. And here's what we care about. All uh, members of the law enforcement community, please listen closely. We care about rape. We care about arson. We care about uh, ATM holdups. We care about uh, racial-related crimes, hate crimes. Any violent crime. Any violent crimes. We care about other people's material being uh, stolen, desecrated, or sodomized. We don't care about doctors who are running late uh, for some appointment they have to uh, speak to other doctors and the insurance they may or may not have, especially when you know damn well they have the insurance. Your job is to figure out whether they have it and then uh, write the ticket or don't. If you know they have it but they can't document it, they have it. Do not harass the citizens. You understand? We have to do something about this. I'm tired. I'd love to know what percentage of the law enforcement community is involved with things we could give a rat's ass about. I mean, there's there's 7,000 meter maids for every motorist now. I'm I'm sure a day will come soon when they just assign you your own meter maid. There's a guy waiting out at the end of the driveway. You, You show up in the morning, you leave for work, you shake his hand, and he follows you throughout the day. I swear to God, what, what did a meter maid used to be? A fat lesbian on a three-wheel Harley, and you'd see her once in a blue moon. Now you leave the car on a curb, and it's, uh, your bumper's hanging a centimeter into the red, and these guys converge on you like army ants. Well, you have a thing about consensual crimes in general. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. A, a victimless crime. Right. If some guy wants to sit in the park and wait around so until uh, junkies come up and score uh, heroin from him, pot or coke, whatever, leave him alone. Leave the junkies alone. Your job is to go out and thwart real crimes, violent crimes, crimes we care about. Not hide behind billboards and pop guys like Dr. Drew. God, I, you know, we ought to take every one of these damn Chevettes that is used for parking enforcement, put a shotgun rack in it, and let these guys go to town on real crimes. And whatever the money it is that they generate, we would just pay it. My plan is, is uh, does the average citizen get, what, three parking tickets a year? Something like that. Whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, what is it, 85 bucks a year? The average guy, maybe 45 bucks. Let's just pay it when we register. Then we eliminate this element, and we, we clear up these guys to work on real crime. There's not enough manpower for real crime. Oh, that's what they say every time. We don't have enough cops. We don't have enough cops. They got enough cops to pull over Dr. Drew and spend a half hour trying to figure out whether he's insured his rent-a-car or not. Uh, meanwhile, uh, my stereo is being stolen, my sister's being sodomized, and uh, my dog is being uh, taken away for uh, uh, experiments in a lab. I don't have a dog, but I was you know, speaking for every man. You with me, Henry? I'm with you all the way. What do you think about consensual crimes? I, I agree with what you say. I, I, I think that uh, there's a lot of real crime that needs to be dealt with, and when cops nitpick and harass over things like what uh, the good doctor went through, it's a waste of time, and it breaks down the, a community spirit. And when people start fearing law enforcement instead of thinking it's there to protect them, oh. then the community breaks Interesting down. Interesting twist. It's yeah. a very good point. Yeah, your job is to avoid law enforcement instead of saying instead of saying, "Hey, uh, hey, there's a cop. Good, you know, give him the thumbs up and yeah. uh, toot the horn." I, I, by the way, I'm a huge fan of police. I really am. I think good I, cops I are great because I think societies and community needs policing. Is this that when they call you names and harass you and and 
try and get you in fights or uh, which it, I, it must be a horrible job. I mean, every, everybody must become the enemy at some well, point. Well, you know yeah. what? So quit. I mean, it, it, it it's I, I don't have room for cops who complain. Yeah, sure. They see a lot of really horrible stuff. But on the other hand, Junior, you know what you're getting into. You're a tough guy, right? Either, if you can't handle it, don't take it out on some guy and slam his head into the hood of his car for making a, a right turn. Uh, quit. This is the way I feel about all occupations where you hate the people. Uh, back to meter mates, um, who would be um, enemy number one if I was ever in any kind of position of power in this I mean, country. What kind of person gets a job like that? That, that? That's my point. People go, I'll leave the guy alone. He's just doing his job. And here's a, uh, wait a minute. Where, where was the meter maid recruiter when I was in high school? Uh, I read uh, a thing where an old woman was arrested for obstruction because she would go down the street putting quarters right. in meters. I think that's like the good karma lady. They busted her right. because they de she deprived the horrible meter wenches from taking people's money. Oh, it's valuable income. And what about this? I have uh, parked my car uh, when I used to do earthquake rehab work in downtown L.A. And you tried to rehabilitate earthquakes? <laughs> yes. I, Why? Why do you shake like that? <laughs> EA meetings. Uh, they claim they weren't bad, just misunderstood. I'm a 6.5 uh, earthquake I, I generated in uh, <laughs> Silmar. Uh, hi, Henry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Fixing buildings, I'll call it, uh, for earthquakes. And uh, there wasn't a damn place to park anywhere. And it was real tough because we had a whole big bunch of guys and a bunch of trucks, and it was always like musical trucks, everyone running out, moving the cars and all that kind of stuff. We're trying to get a job done. And the meter, the sign said, uh, no parking on Tuesday, uh, 10 to noon, because of street cleaning. And, of course, uh, the street the um, meter maids would come out and write everyone tickets, and the street cleaner would come by. One time I was trying to move my car, and uh, I tried to park it back in the space at uh, 1145. Uh, the uh, street sweeper had already made a pass. You could see the wet tracks from the broom. Uh, the meter maid pulled up behind me and said, uh, you got to move the car, I'm writing you a ticket. I said, uh, why? Uh, it's no parking for the street cleaner. And the street cleaner, you can see the back of it. Look, it just turned the corner. It's heading down uh, Vermont. Uh, I'm writing you a ticket. Why? The, the, the thing went by. This is harassment at this point. What is the spirit of the law? Forget about what you can and can't do technically. What are you really doing here? What statement are you making? That's the point. Protect serve and do what we want you to do and what we don't want you to do is harass Dr. Drew and his uh, goddamn uh, insurance. Please. There are much bigger fish, fish to fry. Meanwhile, these guys that get pulled over for having an arsenal in the back of their trunk, a ski mask, uh, uh, fake mustaches, and a police scanner uh, get a slap on the wrist. And uh, as they're leaving the jail after 90 days, someone says, uh, uh, hey, boys, uh, hold on. You forgot some ammunition. Uh, come back. Come back. Uh, there's a police scanner. You got a couple banana clips over there. Here, take that. And uh, here's a new suit. Enjoy. Uh, when your ski mask was damaged in the back, uh, Larry was uh, mincing around in it. Would you like a new ski mask? Okay. All right. Go ahead. We got to get going. We got to bust guys like Drew uh, who don't have insurance. <sighs> All right. Well, let's not get in any more trouble like the uh, Heidi Fleiss incident. <laughs> Are we allowed to talk about that? Uh, no. All right. Screw it. Let's talk about it. Your litigation is still pending. Oh, it is. All right. Uh, Henry, I'll tell you about that uh, during the break. It's uh, quite amusing. All right. Come in and burn.
is the name of the CD. <laughs> I've never heard it said like that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You say it with a lot of conviction. All right, you want to take some calls, and we'll yeah. get uh, into some more stuff like uh, the literary end of um, Henry's uh, stuff, including uh, you're doing a, uh, speaking of David, David uh, Lee Roth uh, autobiography. Are well, you editing that? Well, uh, yeah, I helped Dave, David just get it to uh, a publishing house, and it's coming out uh, in due time. And, you know, Dave will announce it in his own unique way, so let's let Dave uh, hark the news. Oh yes, he's he's quite a he's quite a pitchman. He really should be. Uh, he really I don't know if he gets a lot of endorsement offers or something, but he really should be a spokesman for something. He's uh, got the he's uh, really can articulate himself. He's a very interesting man. He is the uh, he's the uh, white Don King. He he really is. Johnny, eighteen. Hi. Hey, Drew, Adam. I want to say hello. Been listening to the show uh, ever since I went national. And I love you guys, but I called to speak to Henry. Okay. What's up, man? Oh, man. I don't know where to begin. I mean, you're incredible, dude. Your books, your music, your performance, dude, everything. But um, I'm calling to say thank you, dude. I mean, you, you don't know me or remember me, but uh, you helped me out, dude. And I really appreciate it that you were there, like when no one else was there. You know, my family, friends, nobody, dude. But you took the time to write to me. Dude, no, I'm forever grateful, man. You helped yeah. me out. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, I do my best to write back people when I can. Uh, sometimes uh, the schedule gets the better of me, but I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad I answered the letter, and I'm glad it did you some good, man. Oh, it sure did, man. And uh, I want to say, Ice Cream, dude, best book. I mean, every time I read it, like I'll, I'll get to the last line, and it's like back to page one. You know, that book is just—I <laughs> don't know how to explain. It. I can't put it to words, man. Well, I appreciate it very much. And uh, just one last question. Sure. Uh, that CD, that One Hit Wonder CD, the one where you did the song with RuPaul? Yeah, that uh, apparently didn't come out. Oh, really? And uh, the track is in the can, oh, and it's going to come out at some point. And it's really cool. You'll do oh, I know. I, I want to hear it. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a kick it. out of it. RuPaul's just amazing. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't heard that you'd work with RuPaul. How, how yeah, was we, that? We did a, a track with RuPaul. We did uh, Funky Town by Lip Sync. And Ru, Ru practices at the same place we do. Yeah. And me and Ru traded the vocals back and forth. And it was great. <laughs> Ru is awesome. We've known him for years. He's a really great person. So. Uh, yeah. He's uh, the world's tallest man, too. Yeah. And or, his, uh, he practices woman. down the hall from us. And he's we've known him for like four years. He's just an excellent guy. Really? Very, very funny. Yeah, he works on his band. He's got his thing. and He's just a funny, really kind of on guy. I mean, he's, he's great to hang out with. Uh, it's just a uh, an interesting mix. You wouldn't uh, picture Henry and uh, Roop uh, hanging out. Michelle, or uh, Michael. Uh, hi. 17, you're on with Henry Rollins. Hi, uh, I just want to say, first of all, uh, uh, thank you guys. I, I think you guys are doing a really good job of really helping kids out like me and... Uh, Henry, I'm a big fan. Uh, I just this isn't my question, but I was wondering when you're going to have a new movie or or acting thing that I can see you in. Um, I was uh, in uh, Lost Highway, the new oh, David really? Lynch film. I'm in there for like a minute. Oh. Otherwise, uh, this year I'm just doing band stuff, so I don't have any movie plans. All right. Um, well, my question is for Dr. Drew. Mm -hmm. um, about six months ago, I got tested for. Uh, chlamydia, gonorrhea, and uh, a urinary infection because I was having a burning uh, when I urinated. And Are you sexually active? Uh, yeah, okay. but it, it has yeah. been... Otherwise, you're getting screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Um, it had been uh, six months since I had sex when I got tested, though. Okay. And uh, I understand it usually takes like two weeks to feel the symptoms. Yeah, the most. And, and I came up negative, but they gave me antibiotics anyway. Right. And the symptoms went away for a while, but they came back. Mm. And they've really been bothering me lately. And what is the symptom? Um, burning during urination. And um, when I ejaculate now, it feels like, like it's not all getting out. Like there's something hmm. stopping it. Interesting. It, it all possibly could be a prostate inflammation or infection. Really? Um, and if you have had, have you ever had any sexually transmitted diseases? Uh, not that I'm aware yeah, of. Yeah, and th that could put you at risk for prostate infection. But a, a guy you raise could get prostate problems. Uh, okay. You know, it's something, at this point, if you've sort of failed uh, initial management, it's a good idea to see a urologist at that point. Okay. It may be nothing. It may be just a mechanical problem. It, it's hard to tell, but uh, it sounds like it warrants a little more investigation. Okay. Prostate infections take a lot longer to clear up than just bladder or urethral infections. You can have to stay on antibiotics sometimes six weeks or so. Uh, is there any way to investigate the prostate without uh, the, the finger sending McGruff up your ass? Mm, yeah, but not really. No, nothing practical. I'll tell you, uh, let me tell you, I, I don't know anything about the human body, but I, I do know something about plumbing. And uh, when a guy uh, plums a house, they put like a clean-out valve on the side in case there's any problems. It's easy access. You know what I'm saying? You go to the outside of the house, you unscrew a, like basically a threaded cork, and you can get to things. Uh -uh. Uh, God really should have figured this out with the prostate. There should have been like a second anus. Uh, maybe not uh, an anus, but just a hole somewhere around here. Around your hip. I think Bill Clinton has one. <laughs> when you, yeah, I mean, when you get older, uh, I, I swear to God, I, you, you know, from like 55 on, you spent half your life with a doctor's hand in your ass. This is a horrible, uh, horrible way to go through yeah, but, your uh, uh, golden years. It's just to compensate for what women have to put up with uh, from 45 and younger. All right, but I'm not interested in leveling the playing field here, Drew. I don't care what happens to women. I'm talking about guys. And women can have an extra hole, too, <laughs> although they don't need one. Uh, oh, they do have one. Yeah, you're right, Drew. All right, I gotta work. I gotta work this whole vagina thing out. But I'm just saying, some sort of auxiliary access, something where they could get in and poke around without, uh, you know, dealing with the bunk. I think that's the fun of the proctologist because I've I've heard now that that's not even necessary. That it really serves no purpose to get a prostate examination. Who said that? I uh, I just heard it on some medical report that like there's not much they can do about it anyway if they diagnose. No, 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 no. You're misinterpreting the information out there. If you're 70. There's no point in treating prostate cancer. If you're 50 and you find a, a the finger is still the most sensitive thing to, for detecting meaningful prostate tumors. All right. Uh, if uh, if the guy says he has to use his penis in any way, uh, get out of there. All right, Michael. That's uh, uh, what you call a quack, a gay quack. Uh, Kristen, 23. Yes. Hi. Hey. Adam. Hi, Drew. Hey there. Hi. Hi. My question is. Um, I have never been able to experience an orgasm in any shape, way, or form, and I've been on the birth control pill since I was 16, and I'm 23 now, and I'm wondering, does the pill hinder you from having an orgasm or any way affect you? It could. Uh, it usually enhances that sort of thing, but it could potentially also suppress it. It's an interesting proposition. However, it's very common for women your age not to have experienced an orgasm, so it's probably more common... That you just you're just fall into that sort of usual category of haven't figured it out yet. Why why you been on the pill so long? 
Well, because I've been having sex and... Uh, so it's been just for birth control. Yeah, just and, for birth control. And you've control. been sexually active since you're 16. Right. But no no climax. Right. And I've been with uh, the same boyfriend for three and a half years, and, you know, he's great, and I just can't figure out why. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I've looked in books, and... We most women do not have a climax during intercourse. Do you understand that? Yeah. Okay. So you I have, do you understand that, but I can't reach it... Um, you know, and I've even tried masturbating. I'm not one to do it, but I've tried it a couple times. And uh, I'm not I one can't. to do it either, but I've done it several million times. Uh, I'm still not one to do it. I can't arouse myself, and I'm just wondering if there's any weight that I've heard that helps if you can get comfortable with yourself, but right. I seem to not be able to do that. All right, well, in, until you're able to sort of relax, I think you're going to have a difficult time with this, Kristen. And, and uh, well, uh, Henry, what do you? Uh, what's your take on this? Well, I'm not an informed uh, doctor, but maybe you should try masturbation. Uh, you should try trying it out more. If you've only, if if the mindset, if you are not one to do it, that that idea doesn't work for me. Not one to do it. There's nothing wrong with doing that, and it's good to know about how your body works. And masturbation is a great thing, and you should. You should be one to do it. That's my advice. Uh, and it's hard to achieve anything. I mean, if you stand at a free throw line with a basketball and say, I'm not one to make free throws, you're going to bank it off the backboard and not make it. Or if you're trying to climb a cliff and you say, I'm not one to make it to the top, you're probably going to fall off somewhere. You have to kind of take that mindset of uh, you will, you, you, you're coming to conquer. Right. So you've never had an orgasm ever? Ever. Okay. Never. Not even I... That's kind of funny, but I have dreams where I think I can, and I know what it, that feels like, but I never finish. Do you have Do you have uh, any close uh, girlfriends? You know, f girls who are good friends of yours. Oh yes. Okay. We talk and it doesn't help. <laughs> do they ever help you? Uh, give you advice on techniques, things they do that helps them yep. achieve an orgasm? And you've tried these things. Right. You really have. Yeah, I'm pretty experimental. I'm not really afraid to try anything. They just all don't work, and I'm wondering. If maybe my mind isn't into it, if the mind needs to work harder. Did anyone uh, screw with you when you were younger? No. Uh, no, no. A, lo a lot of it is mental. Oh, yes. Oh, for women, it's uh, huge. Uh, not really for guys so much. But, I guess, uh, could I ask how, how many um, or what percent of women cannot reach an orgasm? Uh, Are there many? Here? Ever? Uh, by your age, it's very common, but in a lifetime, it's it's. Fairly low. Most yeah. of them have figured out eventually. God's uh, cruel joke is, is uh, as soon as you get those big extra flaps of skin hanging down from under your arms and uh, menopause sets in and uh, you walk around in curlers and slippers, then, then the orgasms come fast and frequent. <laughs> but by then it's too late. All right, when we come back, uh, we're going to hear something from uh, Henry Rollins' uh, latest CD. And we'll talk to Henry and uh, maybe a little to Dr. Drew. I don't think they're aware of how much they suck. Hey, that's not very nice. You kiss my mother with that mouth. I mean, your mother. Love line will be right back. I can't imagine life without Mangrate, baby. It's 100% made in America, 100% cast iron. Put it right on top of your existing grates. Weighs eight pounds, man. These things are like uh, dumbbells. Beautiful. So, but not invented by dumbbell. This guy's a genius. Steakhouse flavor right there at home. No flare-ups. 
You get the sear marks and everything. Take advantage of the Adam Carolla Show special, nineteen ninety nine when you enter Adam at checkout. So, and one of your original, wasn't one of the first oh, advertisers? Yeah, this, this, going this back. old school, old school. What old, what's old is new again. Limited time uh, offer, by the way. You get the four man greats. You get the uh, fourth one for free. So you order up two sets and you get the fourth one free. Mangrate.com. Enter the coupon code ADAM. Yeah, Film Vault. This week, uh, we just wrapped uh, the most recent episode. Good one. And we realized that cause we just ran down the list of movies that we went into detail about. Pretty much solid movies all across the board. So many solid picks, including movies that are streaming right now, movies that are in theaters, as well as our top five. Well, I would call them physically handicapped. Maybe that's not PC. Physically challenged characters. We're not always PC on the show, so don't that's worry true. about that. Learn about the top five physically challenged characters in cinema this week on the Film Vault. Film Vault. Over at Podcast One. That's Owen. All right, all right. Settle in, Marcel. Go in there and uh, polish your gold, would you? Uh, Dr. Marcel is uh, in the house tonight. Uh, Dr. Marcel is a plastic surgeon who sits in for Dr. Drew uh, on occasion. Actually, uh, quite often, because Drew is usually not here. Um, and uh, as I like to, 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 I like to razz uh, Marcel a little bit, but it is true. There's a huge difference between the plastic surgeons and the uh, internists. Uh, I've seen many surgeons, uh, many plastic surgeons, and many internists in my day, and a uh, huge difference. Uh, Dr. Marcel is, uh, thank you. <laughs> Dr. Marcel's brought us, uh, what is, Dr. Marcel, what is this? Is this saline or or is this silicone? Uh, you got one of each. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm guessing I'm holding the silicone. Yeah. Is that right? That would Ooh. be it. Uh, Dr. Marcel has brought in, uh, basically, um, uh, we were talking about Pamela Lee, and um, here she is. I'll tell you, if I put this thing in one hand and masturbate with the other, that's it. I don't need, I no longer need a girlfriend at this point. <laughs> you think about it, you're copping a feel while you're copping a feel on yourself, and if you can get a, get a porn movie going at the same time, uh, this is it. This is virtual sex, ladies and gents. All right, uh, do you guys, uh, Henry? Did you feel both of them? Because, uh, all right, Drew, easy, easy. <laughs> Drew's groping that thing like it was his huggy blanket. Um, I would have to say that the uh, silicone does feel better. Well, most plastic surgeons would agree with you. And would you say, I have heard, uh, I've been following uh, this topic, because any time uh, breasts come up in the news, uh, I'll, I'll follow it. I have no idea what's going on in Bosnia. I don't know uh, whose fault it is in Israel. Should I, should I, is it the, the Arabs or the Jews? But I can tell you one thing. I do follow the breast implant news, and I hear that this is a big scare. It's much ado about nothing. Well, that's pretty much what the consensus is in the scientific literature. There hasn't been any study that's shown any real link to health risks with the silicone gel. 
But uh, meanwhile, uh, the lawyers have gotten their uh, grubby little paws all over this case. Uh, they're shutting, you know, they're taking uh, companies like Dow and closing them down. Uh, women are running to the uh, to guys like you and being swapped out. Do you do a lot of swap out work where you take out the silicone and put in the saline? Yeah, it's it's dropped off over the last couple of years because um, a lot of the fears have proved unfounded. But we still do a fair amount of uh, exchanges. Now, if, if someone's a little short on bread, we just do one breast? No, we usually try to create some degree of symmetry. All right. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> just putting one in the middle. Yeah, it's good for slow dancing on the back. All right, let, let me ask you one more question before we uh, toss you out of here, uh, Dr. Marcel, who's a big Henry Rollins fan, and that's why he's here. Um, have you ever done, I always wonder about the sort of uh, ethical um, implications to the guys who do the big top boob jobs. I mean, the mammoth Mammoth, you, you know, busty, dusty, a topsy curvy. Uh, all the women I uh, admire in the magazines uh, that I get, I, and I, I think to myself, I say, "This is these these are sort of novelty breasts, right?" I mean, uh, she she has a, a L cup, and she's a you know a fifty seven triple L, and I think to myself, "But some guy with a degree is putting these implants in. Who are these guys? Is there one guy that majors in this?" No, there's there's not really any one guy. There's obviously some people that don't mind creating monsters. And uh, how how big will you go? I don't like to go any bigger than a D cup because uh, with saline implants right now, getting into those kind of sizes, you're dealing with such a weight factor that you really do cause a lot of problems down the road. Um, I'd like to ask the the ones that we we have here, just for our listeners. They, it's it's about a handful what we've got here. It's about a, like a snowball. Now, what size is that? Um, the one in Adam's uh, left hand. I'm going B. Would about B plus? Full B, small okay, C. Okay, so the largest you do is how big compared to that one there? Um, about twice the size of this. And on a, a about, woman's about, chest? About 400 cc's, 450 cc's. And on a woman's chest, how does that look? Is that like really pronounced when you put something twice that size in there? there? It depends on, it depends on the covering. Size of rib cage. Yeah, and it depends on their chest wall, depends on how much breast material they have right there's a lot to it but i mean you could, there's even a guys out there there there's a, an exotic dancer in new york that had a third breast put on her chest really? and now she's making she can't believe all the money she's making as a as a novelty act yeah i was uh, i was working on a second penis for a while and touring the country but uh, i just didn't 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 have the kind of income to support it uh but let me ask you this uh, when you do work up, and I know uh, you yourself don't do this, or I'm sure off the, I'm sure you'll do anything for money, Doctor Marcel. First off, <laughs> if the price was right, uh, you would you would uh, strap a uh, Winnebago to a woman's chest if the price was right. <laughs> Admit that first. Thank you. All right, number two. When do you have to work up to something like that? I mean, obviously you cannot just put these huge triple L sacks in immediately. Do, are there multiple uh, surgeries involved? Well, so, sometimes what some of the women will have to have done is they do it in, in by gradient. They'll get certain size put in, then down the road they'll get uh, increased or upgraded, if you will, I uh -huh. guess. And or is there a market for the used ones? I mean, uh, let's say you're on your way to triple L. You pull out a couple of uh, D-size sacks. Uh, do you have to throw them away, or can you just hose them down and uh, pass the savings along? They make good paperweights. Uh, all right, so you, <laughs> you can't. All right, uh, seriously, can I keep one of these? 
No. How much are these Do worth? Do you think that there'll ever be some kind of twisted auction when some like implanted star finally dies? Like we'll be able to like someone at Christie's will be auctioning off like some starlet's implant her chin or a lip implant or, or, breast or just a, a breast implant because it's not going to half life into the soil it will not go quietly into the night it will be around for a while and you could auction them off this is brilliant this is this is quite a concept we have going we here. got uh, john lennon's guitar and next up uh pamela anderson's uh, right boob this is excellent. I'm, uh, I think Burt Convey had calf implants, and I'm still looking to buy those. Uh, they're out on the black market somewhere. I know he's passed some years ago, but i really like to get those. All right, can I have one? Uh, why can't I have one of these? Because they're $700 a piece. Really? I, and, and actually, the gel is going to become a collector's item because we can't use them in the United States. Well, if you can't use this thing, then why can't I have it? Educational tool. Um, okay. The uh, the material that's made of how strong is it? Um, the implant shells uh, are fairly strong. They were made in the '70s. There was a push towards making them real thin to make them softer, but then we had more of a problem with with rupture. But uh, one thing you have to tell all your patients that nothing lasts forever, and uh, even the the implants we're putting in now, they eventually will leak and they'll have to be replaced. Uh, are these saline ones? Uh, if uh, let's just say. Uh, Let's say me and Pamela were uh, uh, a plane went down. <laughs> we were trapped somewhere in a very dry area. Would she float? No. Could I drink uh, the contents of her breasts in a pinch? Uh, hell, people drink their own urine when they're out at sea. Uh, why couldn't I drink Pamela's breasts? I imagine you could. You could. This yeah, is perfectly safe what's in here. Yeah, absolutely. It's just water? Just water. Okay. Sterile water. All right. All right. Get out of here. Uh, save the boobs, though. We'll take, take them later. See if I can't cop one of these before the night's over. All right. Uh, uh, song. Well, yeah, why don't we hear a song? Let's do it right now. Uh, this is off of uh, Henry Rollins' uh, latest effort. Come In and Burn is the name of the CD, and the name of the song is Star. Henry Rollins of the Rollins Band. And again, they'll be at um, Knott's Berry Farm at the Good Time Pavilion uh, the 19th through the 27th of April. So don't miss them. Now, they're doing two shows. Uh, there'll be a... Um, um, there's a bear in a suit who'll be coming out. And, uh, okay. No. That is off of uh, Come In and Burn. And uh, that is called Stars. Yes. Uh, just don't talk about the bear in suit things. I wanted to be a surprise. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Kiss has their show, so does uh, yeah, ex the Rollins exactly. Band. I, mean, I just want some equal time. So, you know. Yeah, I don't. I, I, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, we, we can probably uh, dump that. Uh, we'll be back <laughs> with uh, Henry Rollins and uh, possibly more boob talk with Doctor Marcel after this. It is time for a new warrior to emerge from the darkness. It is time for the coming of Spawn. Who are you? The slaughter my men. They were doing bad things. The warrior has arrived. Spawn in video stores everywhere. Available in the Uncut Collector's Edition and a special PG-13 edition. Only from HBO Home Video. God help anyone who gets in his way. I don't go in for these backdoor shenanigans. 
Shenanigans. Sex, drugs, rock and roll. Shenanigans. Chips, dips, chains, whips. Shenanigans. High school orgy type of thing. Love line, I'll be right Shenanigans. back. Blinds galore, baby. Cool your home, man. You want to talk about it. I know it's getting hot. It's hot where we are. It's hot where you are, I'm sure. It's hot right here. It's hot right here. Oh. No. Yeah, turn the air down a little. Anyway, it, the, the sun just blasting through. I mean, think about how hot your car gets. Think how much cooler your car would be if you parked it out in the sun if it had blinds all the way around. Well, that's the same thing with your house. And then also everything gets bleached out. The fabric gets bleached out. The... You get bleached out. The carpet gets bleached out. BlindsGalore.com. Quality, custom-built blinds and shades made just for you. We use them here. Use them there. And it's the kind of thing you get once and you use it for the next 25 years. So let's get going. Free samples, free shipping, free design advice, and uh, real easy. And you save money over the big box stores. Blinds Galore. I really do have Blinds Galore. Go to BlindsGalore.com. Let them know I sent you. Let them know that uh, they are proud sponsors and that you heard it here. BlindsGalore.com All right, more Loveline with uh, Henry Rollins, uh, Dr. Drew, and uh, Dr. Marcel. And... uh, uh, I was just uh, informed by uh, producer Ann that we're giving away a free nipple reduction. Uh, Dr. Marcel has uh, offered to uh, kick in and uh, do a scalpel work for free. So uh, the first uh, 15 callers, is it uh, Dr. Marcel, can get a uh, free re- I think I think what it is is the first one's free. Uh, the second he charges, and if there's a third involved, uh, then the ante really goes up. What do you like better, like let's say Japan or uh, Europe? It doesn't matter to me. I like to play. And we play everywhere from Russia, uh, Australia, Japan, America, Canada, South America. It's all good. Uh, and uh, that brings me to something else. I, you, you know, you write, you act, uh, you're involved with other people's uh, writings and, and yeah, spoken I, word I, I and everything. Yeah, I have a publishing company, yeah. What do you... Uh, do you like just getting up on stage and playing the best at all of those endeavors? Or what yeah, do you my think? favorite thing is performing live with the band. That's the best. And what about, uh, I mean, you've done some movies, and you do write, but uh, you don't write features, as far as I know. No. Is that something you might be interested in? No. Why not? It's just not an area that interests me. It's it's basically writing for hire, and I just don't want to, and I think that would kind of ruin it for me. But what if you had a really good idea for something that you wanted to do? So far, I haven't had anything that I would will be willing to go into Hollywood and bark and scream and argue and get into that whole hustle for. Right. Because that's what it is, a real tough game. Right. And I'm just not that interested. Good. A man who uh, stands by his um, ethics. I have none. And uh, I would write a uh, snuff film if someone would give me $10. I really would. Uh, uh, here's where the chick gets screwed, and uh, here's where they kill her. Uh, can I have my $10? Uh, <laughs> I got a. It is a weird game because uh, I've had a meeting or two about writing, uh, writing things, and uh, I had a meeting with uh, some guy from uh, actually uh, was it DreamWorks or uh, where was it? DreamWorks. DreamWorks, and uh, he was saying, uh, "What do you think about punching up scripts?" 
there's a whole uh, career that people make out of taking other people's scripts. Script, that, script doctoring, yeah. Script doctoring. And uh, you, you, what they do is they find, like, a comedian, and they say, or, or a comedic writer, whatever, and... Uh, and they say, look, here's a script. Someone else wrote it. Someone, it was someone else's idea. Uh, we like parts of it, but we'd like you to punch it up. So here you go. Uh, insert a few jokes and give it back. And I said, uh, no, I'm not really interested in doing that. And uh, he said, well, we got this one, uh, one idea. And uh, I hope I'm not going to get into trouble for this. But he said, uh, here's the story. Uh, these guys, uh, these two brothers, they uh, inherit uh, a mansion that they didn't know about. And already I'm, I'm not on board because uh, I, I know where my folks live. Uh, one lives, uh, they both live in dumps in North Hollywood. There's no mansion in the Corolla family floating around. Uh, no rich uncle that I've never heard of that has some, you know, a huge estate somewhere. This is the first premise uh, that they always work. Uh, you've inherited a mansion and you had no idea it was in the family. All right. Uh, here's the story. Uh, they inherit this uh, mansion. Uh, a mouse uh, gets loose in the mansion, and uh, they destroy the entire mansion, uh, trying to chase down the mouse. And uh, I said, uh, yeah. <laughs> and the guy said, so it's a hysterical idea. We just need to punch it up. I said, this is, uh, this is a Tom and Jerry episode. Uh, this is three minutes at best. I don't know how you're going to get two hours of guys, uh, you know, I see uh, John Lovitz and one of the Waynes brothers uh, with uh, sledgehammers uh, running through some Bel Air mansion uh, smashing things. But can't we do a remake? What about uh, the Beverly Hillbillies uh, part two? Can't we do that? Is, have they made Petticoat Junction into a movie? And what about Scooby-Doo? Certainly. There, uh, there, there should be a feature made on this. All right, Drew, did you pick a call for two, me? Two, two. Oh, two. Right, let's see what time it is. Becky, 18. Hi. Um, first of all, I love hearing your ideas. I don't mind when you start ranting and raving. Well, thank but, you. Um, I was wondering, um, I, I, have, um, I have no problem masturbating or anything like that. But usually I have, like, when I do it, I have very abusive f fantasies, like someone's trying to rape me or something like that. And um, uh, I guess I'm, I'm going for the wallet. Well, I guess the really you important... You really don't have to. Wait, I don't? She's no. going to tell you. Oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure I know where it comes from, and that's that I go to a private school and, like, you know, everybody's virgin there, and you don't talk about sex or anything like that, and it's like... I feel guilty doing it, and I think it's like punishing myself. Ah, that's an interesting twist. Uh, um, we gamble on the show sometimes, uh, Henry, when we have a caller that is having difficulty in their sort of adult life, we try to bet on what their childhood was like. This, and this is the old-fashioned, this is the Freudian twist on, uh, on a, a very rigid, uh, uh, sort of repressed society. Right. It's a stuff, rather than the overt obese that we have to deal with every night. But, Becky, the real question is, how are your relationships generally? When, do you, have you ever had a relationship with a boy? Um, not really. Yeah. But, um... I don't really want to until I graduate because, you know, I'll gra I have good grades, I'll graduate, and I don't want to, you know, have anything that doesn't have to do with school really right now. Uh, but um, uh, I was wondering, uh, though. Well, let me tell you something about school. Uh, most people go to school to try to get late. It what has you, nothing to do with social studies or chemistry. What are your parents like? Um... They're good parents. I mean, they're... 
Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we, we smell trouble, Becky. Uh, we're not going to gamble on you, but uh, what's going on with the folks? Um, what happened? What? Um, so, something happened. Well, not necessarily something. Shh, well, I'm going somewhere here. What's going on, Becky? I can't think of anything to say. Uh, your folks together? Yep. Uh, dad uh, drink? Nope. Uh huh. This is not our usual deal. I know, but does she she has a lot of uh, pain, for lack of right. a better uh, term. In are, her, are you the only child? No. How many children are there? What? How many children are there? How many siblings do you have? There's four. And are they real involved with everybody's lives? What do you mean? You're, I mean, are they real? They send you to dance school classes at age three and that sort of thing. Um, not really. You ever had an eating eating disorder? No. Why are you so depressed? I'm not. Well, can I say my question? What's your question? I'm wondering if if I start a relationship, if I might, if like, if it might be hurt because of this, if I might. No, but you're gonna. But the given sort of what we're picking up on, we worry that the kind of relationship you will seek out would be a potentially abusive one. That's uh, a concern. At least in some fashion, somebody emotionally unavailable or potentially somewhat abusive towards you. Let me just do a, another family uh, probe here. Uh, what religion are your folks? Um, I'd rather not say, and that's because I know that people in my school listen to the show. Uh, and they would be offended if they found out your parents were of a certain religion? Um, well, I'd rather that they wouldn't recognize me. Oh, okay. So they know you as, like, uh, Becky the Jew or uh, Becky the Muslim or something like or, that? Or is it that this school is particularly for that religion? The school is for this religion. All right. Catholic school or something. Okay. Uh, Becky, uh, feel free to start a relationship. Uh, pick the man carefully and... Uh, <clears throat> Don't worry about it interfering with your uh, studies. Uh, part of uh, studying at school has to do with uh, life experiences, and a relationship surely is something you'd want to learn about. And understand the, that in all, uh, unlike most of the people we talk to on this show, it sounds like your fantasies are in acting out of the aggression that you're experiencing from having been so terribly repressed by this school and your parents and everybody beating down on you, and it's actually making you depressed now. And uh, you need to kind of express yourself a little bit and... Uh, Sounds like you need to shake off some of these uh, bonds a little bit. Uh, something was up with Becky. I was getting a vibe. Yeah, but I don't think it's our usual thing. I really don't. I think it's it's the old fashioned uh, the old fashioned thing of over parenting. Uh, something we don't hear about anymore. Nah, I think if I could, could have probed for another few minutes, I would have got something out of her. Could be. All right. All right. Uh, <laughs> that's my job. Henry. Hey. Uh, Hey, when we come back, uh, let's talk about me doing, like, some spoken word stuff. Uh, you've been doing it all evening. You're very good. Ah, all right. And this is a man who's won a Grammy for this. He knows. Okay. I began to float up and wave from my body. Uh, lady, you better get back float. here. If you're not here when Love Line float. returns, they're going to be pissed. Float. This is Dr. Drew for True Car. Everyone is talking about transparency these days, a word you hear a lot because people want it. 
So when it comes to making a big purchase, like perhaps buying a new car, you expect some transparency in the buying process. This is a process that gives you the confidence to know you're getting the fair deal, right? So you can really look at all the details. To understand the power of transparency, you need to check out TrueCar and TrueCar's mobile app. TrueCar not only can configure the car you want how you want it, but you can see what others actually paid for the same car you're looking for. Down to the zip code, so right in your area, you see the very same car. So you know what you can expect to pay for the car you want. Pretty transparent, right? And once you decide on that car, you can lock in guaranteed savings on an average over $3,000 off MSRP. Then you're connected with a trusted TrueCar certified dealer that will honor your savings without any negotiation, no shenanigans. So when you're ready for a new, transparent car buying experience, save time, save money, and never overpay. Download the TrueCar app today. There, that's more like it. Engineer Mike gave me the uh, the dipsy doodle move. You know that one Jordan uses. You know when Jordan's yeah, yeah, got right. the ball and he's up around the top of the key and he fakes right, then he steps back and uh, drains the three. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Engineer Mike likes to do that when he cues me coming out of uh, commercial breaks. Yes, this show is a love line. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew, and. Um, I'd like to thank Henry Rollins for coming by tonight. Um, Henry, don't smack anybody on the way out to the parking lot. And next up, the sneaker pimps. Back oh, boy. In, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got a little premonition about that group. And uh, we'll be back in 10 seconds. This is Loveline on Radio Station. Oh, hey, it's Loveline. We're fresh back from that 10-second break. But we're just not here. I masturbated three times during that 10 seconds. You probably actually are doing that right now, but uh, you're actually not here. That's right. Yes, this is best of. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's about 11 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, it's towel time (laughs) for me. Here's where I like to uh, crack a Gatorade, replenish some fluids. But I should be back, uh, oh, by 11.10. Anyway, sneaker pimps are in here, and um, anyone who listens to the show with any regularity will know that uh, we had an interesting night with the sneaker pimps. Where did uh, where did love go wrong with the sneaker pimps? It was I don't was it between us or amongst us or was it between them? It started off a little bit between you and Liam. A little bit, though. I believe, and then it was sort of let let me let me uh, let me paint a canvas here. It was a small percentage of Drew and Liam. Uh, Liam had some ideas about addiction or what have you. Uh, Drew chimed in and basically told him those notions were incorrect. The second relationship that turned uh, a little sour was the relationship between Liam and the scotch. Right. Or the uh, ale that he was drinking. Right. And then the third one that went a little bad was between Liam and the bandmates. Right. Or basically telling Liam just to chill out a little bit. He had a few drinks in him. His pride seemed to be hurt because Drew had corrected him. He was a man of some education, and he wasn't um, he wasn't used to being corrected. Right, and uh, and you almost prevailed. Almost were able to bring peace uh, when you said, uh, "Listen, everybody, just enjoy, enjoy." Yes, <laughs> that's. I thought I was being served pasta or something that night. Right, <laughs> that's uh, abundanza. 
Yeah, that's why they needed uh, they needed me around for for um, historical events. Are you going to play the, the stuff they have off the air too? No, unfortunately. But oh. That was one of the best part. Yeah, although we have heard that before on the show yeah. a few yeah. times. But uh, what I was thinking, if you've had me in my enjoy line, let's say uh, when the Nazis were invading <laughs> Poland, or when uh, where, when um, uh, I don't know uh, Mussolini decided to uh, join up with Hitler, or perhaps when uh, Napoleon, where did France go? Invade Russia? If you had me around during those uh, historical dates, uh, perhaps standing at the border saying, sure. "Hey." Come on now. Let's all get along. Let's just enjoy. Yes. Oh, peace would prevail. I think, uh, I think uh, history and tonight would be was much a, different. And this show was a prime example of how well your uh, negotiating yes, skills. Yes. Oh, your skills just prevail. All right. I am the uh, Boutros Boutros Galley <laughs> of uh, late night teenage radio. All right. Uh, how do we get out of this one? Ah, yes. It all started when I asked Liam if he was single or not. Um. Uh, my goodness, what a bizarre question. Uh, you married? No. Uh, you're not going out with Chris's uh, sister anymore? So not anymore, no. No, not at all. No. Okay. And Chris wears the wrong eyeshadow for me. Mm. Okay. Oh, are, are you gay? Uh, no. No, he's not, 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 not No. You not like often. girls? I don't, uh, yes, very nice. Okay. I don't, I don't <laughs> nice want to pry, girls. but it's the nature of the show and it's part of my no, job. No, I, no, I have, have to do away. it. I have, no, I have no secrets. All right. Well, so the, uh, Answer the question. So, are you looking to meet someone um, here um, while you're on the road, perhaps? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is... Oh, this no, is so my, my, yeah, my problem is that I'm, I tend to be fairly uh, introvert about my relationships. Uh-huh. Oh, so you just don't talk about them? No, no I don't. Tell you. No, I'm, I'm personal and, and private okay. about things like that. I respect that. No, you don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm still thinking gay, Drew. <laughs> no. All right. uh, Chris, are you willing to talk about your uh, sexual exploits? Yes. Uh, you you uh, attached? Yes, uh, do you have does. a girlfriend? Not really. No. Um, on and off. On and off. And back in England? Anywhere. <laughs> um, everywhere. <laughs> All right. So you, you're, uh, you're here. You're free to meet women. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right, and uh, Kelly, you uh, free yes, to meet I'm, boys? No, I'm fully attached to a very nice Canadian chap. Oh, really? Mm. Yeah. Big uh, lumberjack guy. And is he? Is he? <laughs> where? Do, where does he live? Bill, we live together. Me and Bill in London. Okay, uh, you're not married though. No, we're not married. Uh, ha any kids uh, amongst you? Oh no. Just us. Yeah. Yeah, just me and Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Good. All right. So everyone is uh, sort of semi unattached, uh, with the exception of Kelly. <clears throat> and uh, she shouldn't be screwing around on the road anyway, but uh, you guys should be sowing your oats here. All right, uh, Peter. What? Is that double standard? Oh, it's not ladylike, Ooh, that's, please. That's Amanda, 13. Hi, um, my dad does pot, and he's been doing it for a while, but I found out about it last year. And, I mean, it kind of scares me to know that that I'm in the same house as there's pot and there can like like the police can like come in like just a matter of minutes and I can like be taken away from him and mm. Mm. that's not going to happen not with pot uh, not really At least he's but not but it's, but understand her fear yeah right. have you told yeah. him that no i i'm afraid to bring it up to him because i don't want him to get mad why would he get mad at your fear of him being taken away from you <clears throat> because if i bring up that like if i say to him like, Dad, I found out that... Because he doesn't know that I know that he does pot. Yeah. How did you find out? Mm. Well, when I remember, because I would, like, flashback 
that I remember him. I would like walk into his room and he wouldn't want me in there. And I'd walk in there and I'd see like him having a pipe in his mouth. And then I would just like walk out and he wouldn't see a thing. And then like. Well, how old were you? I was like like seven. Well, that was uh, six years ago. Yeah, but I remember it. And then like just last year. I found out about like what pot looked like about like from friends. And all right, but look, but oh. you're not saying to him, "Don't smoke pot," or "I I I'm, I hate you because you smoke." What you're saying, I'm afraid that you're doing something illegal, and there people are going to take you away from me. I have this and overwhelming desire to to uh, take Amanda ass. and just uh, no, smoke pot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take Amanda and I want to pull her out and, and and raise her in a lab and never uh, to be exposed uh, yeah. to the reality of society yeah. and the evils uh, that lurk in the shadows. Uh, I mean, uh, this uh, is this is great. We never get this. We have thirteen-year-olds uh, calling up uh, saying, uh, I'm, "I'm looking to score some X this weekend because I'm <laughs> going to be uh, having a gang bang over at the house and my dad's think, videotaping." Yeah. Uh, I think possibly <laughs> the problem is that, that we, with kind of drug education is that pot seems to be going to put amongst the, the rest of the stuff. Right. And uh, and of course pot is, is, is close as tobacco as you can get. No. No. It's certainly it's no, but it's close to alcohol. Though. It certainly yeah, is yeah, yeah. Uh, benign compared to mm. uh, heroin and many other I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, harder drugs. I and the problem with the education system out here at least, and you guys can tell us if it's any different in the uh, UK, here they just go drugs are drugs. Evil yeah. is yeah. evil. It's yeah. black and it's white. Yeah. Uh, if uh, your dad's uh, smoking a little pot to unwind yeah. uh, on the weekends, that's just as bad as him yeah. uh, selling yeah, 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 uh, yeah, junk yeah. at a park. Yeah. Well, Zero tolerance. Yeah, in England, it's like a, a, if I mean drunkards cause fights. Uh, pot smokers go home and sleep. Ah, uh, this is my long lost brother. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, I need you to uh, to keep. I need when you go back to England. No, I need I you to I, get a radio show even and even work I, that. I, I, I find cannabis really embarrassing. I don't smoke it at all. But nevertheless, right. I, when I, you're I, not having sex, uh, you'll ne you're never high. Is that is that I what you're saying? Don't smoke, I don't right, smoke it at my all. Dad, uh, <clears throat> my dad smoked pot. My dad smoked pot for a long time, and I think that. Um, I mean, I certainly used to steal it off him, you know, and smoke it, and that, that was cool, you know, and it didn't seem to do me any harm. I think that, you know, maybe when she gets to 16, she'll find it an advantage if she can Well, uh, uh, listen, uh, <laughs> uh, there, there is such a thing as marijuana addiction, and uh, you only have about a 50% or less probability of inheriting that biological predisposition right, from your father. <laughs> uh, and now, call is gone now. Thank you, Adam. Uh, Drew's very and upset. Let me finish. Addiction is defined as ongoing and progressive use in the face of consequence and things that significantly affect people you care a lot about. And in spite of that, you continue using that as addiction. So for him to come up against a consequence, that is to say an understanding that he's harming his daughter emotionally just by virtue of him creating a fantasy that he's going to be taken away, it's very traumatizing to a young person. She's creating a fantasy. His behavior is creating a fantasy in her. No, society's right. prejudice against his behavior is causing a, a fear in, in her. Not his behavior or her behavior. Really his behavior, whatever, whatever the context, he needs to know that he's causing a consequence. Yes. And if yeah. in spite of that consequence, <clears throat> he's harming his daughter emotionally, he continues, that's addiction. And if he's, going, if he's abusing, he'll stop. 
No, that's stop choice. And... Surely that's choice. If you're doing something that but you if believe if to be... Knows that, that, if he knows it's wrong, and you can... But you're saying if he knows it's wrong, maybe it's not wrong, and maybe if his daughter well, understands that it's not actually wrong. I understand that addiction what, is continued yeah. use in the face of consequence. S- yes, I agree with that, but it depends on the consequence, and it depends on the person who's using what they're using. You can't well, here, uh, let, me, let me intervene let me, here. Let me, as the uh, voice of reason. Hold on a second, you Smoking two. Smoking the pot. It's it's a clash of the titans here. Let let let, uh, let reason prevail for a second here. Uh, that being me. What Drew truth. is saying, and I'll 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 define your uh, definition of um, of uh, addiction in layman's terms. Uh, if you're if you're getting drunk every night, and showing up to work uh, late in the morning, and your boss says, uh, "Hey, uh, you do it again," and you're fired, and you go out drinking that night, that's addiction yeah. because. You've, you, it's ruining your job. It, you're going to lose your livelihood. Your boss so, warned you, so and you continue it, to drink. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> now, uh, what Kelly is saying is, is just because someone disapproves, even if it's a family member, of what you're doing, it may not be addiction. You may have to explain to them, listen, uh, Daddy does uh, smoke a little marijuana. Daddy never does it at work. Uh, Daddy never does it when he's driving. Daddy doesn't do it when he's uh, taking you to the uh, Girl Scout meeting. Uh, Daddy does it at night when he's watching bad TV because uh, Mommy won't give Daddy any sex and uh, Daddy needs (laughs) to escape. Now, if he can sufficiently explain that to her and she becomes at ease with it and says okay this is like having a glass of sherry which uh, my friend's uh, dad does uh, at night when he gets home from work then everything's fine yeah. uh, if she is still upset uh, by it then he mm. needs to go out and yes. uh, smoke on oh, the yeah. porch and not let her know <laughs> yeah. I think the worst thing it's the most bizarre thing is that how do you actually categorize the, the, the levels of addiction amongst various kind of uh, substances, whether it be alcohol or mm. or food or whatever. I mean, everyone has a certain kind of compulsion to a, to a product. Is it screwing up your life? And that's what it is. Food can screw up someone's life. Yes. Pardon me? Food can screw up Right, absolutely. But, then it's a problem. But, yeah. but it doesn't... Then you have to stop. Hang on. Well. Th- there can be compulsion with food, but, it, but addiction always progresses. Mm. Always. I... I I doubt your defi- uh, your definition of addiction because I, I I don't believe that. The definition. I think it, phys- uh, physiological addiction. The I, definition. I believe in. The definition is this is it. This is not like this is what's in the medical. Do you want to get the dictionary out? It is. It's Go a, get the it's dictionary. A, a complex <laughs> biological disorder with a genetic basis. The hallmark is progressive use and or preoccupation in the face of adverse consequence. Adverse consequences, impairment of relations, work, financial, okay, okay, legal, okay, uh, and so uh, health. Read, and then finally, instance, number three is denial. Okay. There has to be some component okay, of denial. So say if someone read a Mr. Man book or, or like a book compulsively over and over again mm-hmm. and affected all the kind of relations, is that addiction? Compulsion. It doesn't progress. So if it progressed, what if it progressed? What if you read it yeah. ten times a day and you moved on to fifteen times a day? Yeah. Uh-huh. It, it will it will a uh, drunken Liam has outwitted a sober <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Once it again, is, it is pro- the English it, have prevailed. You gotta understand that the, the progressivity <laughs> of it is a pharmacological progression. 
Okay, it is it is so it rela it's relation to pharmacological it to substances. Uh, th there so are behavior there, there are thrill-seeking behaviors, and there are foods, but, and there are relationships. All right, hold, hold on. Let me let me just say inter intervene here and say Sorry, uh, this isn't uh, this is in England where they only have one station uh, they could listen to, and they're they're damned. Uh, they have many they can switch to, and many of them are if this goes on uh, much mm -hmm. longer. I think we'll uh, I think <laughs> everyone uh, made their point adequately, yeah, okay, and uh, okay. people who are listening can. Uh, make their own minds up and uh, hopefully agree with me. Amanda, 18. Hi. Hey. I was wondering if me being raped when I was five and me being raped when I was um, seven years old by my brother-in-law and um, being sexually harassed by my uncle when I was 10 and Whatever you're going to say to follow this, uh, yes, yes, unless it has to do with uh, soft swirl ice cream, uh, anything other than that, yes. But go ahead. Not having like built to be around guys that easily. Yes. Yes. I don't even know what she said. Yes. What? What? What do you feel around guys? Not being able to be around them, you know. Oh, no. of course. Ooh. It's it's Ooh. like uh, if you were attacked by uh, bears uh, uh, on ten different occasions, would you feel uncomfortable around uh, bears? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Naturally, that's the way humans are. It's it's a great defense mechanism. It's how you survive. You learn. Uh, I mean, it has been uh, etched into your psyche that men uh, equal uh, abuse and uh, pain. Mm. And unfortunately, what uh, people tend to do is act out that fear in ways that make them feel as though they're in control or in power over men. Women with that kind of feeling will become strippers and that sort of thing as a way of uh, acting this out, and they end up hating men, typically. Do you hate uh, what's You know, it's really funny, is that's what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> you want to be a stripper. Yeah. <laughs> which, which, which is typical of women that, that have this sort of feeling that you're having. I wanted to be an astronaut stripper, which is a little <laughs> twist. I had ambitions, uh, many ambitions. Uh, uh, all right. Give uh, me some credit for that one. Oh, her wanting to be a stripper? Uh, everyone, uh, give Drew some credit. He's feeling rather... Uh, uh, trounced Bra. upon tonight. Bra. Yeah, it seems like I whipped his argument last, last Yeah, you, were, you, you, you took all the life out of him, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What's that bag on the bottom of your microphone? What's that like a scrotum on the bottom oh, of his uh, microphone? Oh, this is my uh, Crown Royal sack. Uh, okay. Crown Royal is... Uh, do you know what Crown Royal is? No. It, it is a uh, very expensive uh, liqueur here. Oh. It is... Uh, uh, it, it tastes awful then. It comes in a bottle that's like uh, worth 18 bucks it, itself, and then it's like uh, 40 bucks for a small thing of Crown Royal. It comes in this beautiful <laughs> velvety sack. And when we have calls that are uh, delicate in nature, I will take the Crown Royal sack, the velvety Crown Royal slack, sack, and slip it over the end of the microphone to uh, filter out the uh, harsh verbiage that wow. I sometimes use. Absolutely obscene anecdote. I feel quite ill. Please vomit in the direction of drill. Okay. Uh, what the hell were we talking about? Go to line one. Let's go. Oh, line one, yes. I, I swear I had something. All right, All right we're going to cut you off the sauce. You keep up with that. Who, me? Uh, uh, no, Nathan. <laughs> yep. What's going on with you? Well, let's see. Um, first off, I want to say uh, thanks for having me on. Um, uh, I came up here to college in August of last year. Uh, to San Jose, and uh, since then I've actually been able to discover who I really am and, you know, things about my sexuality mm. and whatnot. But now I have to go home for the summer for three months, and I have to face my parents, and I'm scared because I don't know how to uh, tell them that I'm gay. 
Do you have to tell them right now? Uh, it would make it easier, I believe. In what way? Well, that way I, w I wouldn't have to uh, run around and hide from them. Have you talked to peers who've uh, gone through this? Um, I've talked to a few people, but... Um, I think you need to really... Uh, I mean, why force yourself into that? I mean, you're going to be away from them, living away from them anyway. Why don't you wait until you have enough support to fall back upon in case the reaction is not what you want. Have you had contact uh, sexually with a man, Nathan? Uh, yes, I have. Has your behind been broken? Um, well, so to speak. <laughs> it has. You are so vulgar. Uh, finally. Hey, I, this, this comes this, from this, the guy who used the F word uh, this, 10 this seconds ago. This man wears a Makita Powertools cap. Thank you. <laughs> Imagine what he's like in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, one, one thing I've done is I got the Makita cordless drill once, and I hooked up a feather duster attachment to it and uh, went at it with a young lady. Uh, she was quite amused. Uh, wow. Impressive. Uh, best uh, 50 bucks I ever spent. <laughs> All right, uh, Nathan. Yes. You've had uh, butt love then? <laughs> You've been rude. Uh, well, no, I'm, oh, I'm, no, I'm doing that. I'm an informal good. poll because um, a lot of uh, gay uh, callers we have on this show have not engaged in uh, that act. Mm. It's an oral thing. And I've Why always... are you so intrigued in uh, doing this? Did you really want to get to the bottom of this on the air, Yeah, drove? I do. It could get scary. So even I'm listening. The bottom of this, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be in your bottom in uh, ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yes, right. I have. All right, you have. Okay. Yes. Uh, I am with Drew, but we'll uh, ask uh, the sneaker pimps. Um, here's our contention on this show, mm -hmm. or our theory. Why burden your parents or anybody, your employer? Yourself. No, 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 no. Yeah, why, they're, they're, they're the people that are going to get hurt. If they, if they don't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Why tell somebody something that they could potentially use against you if you don't need to tell them at this juncture? Because you know society what I'm saying? does. Society, the, the, the more people who hold back from, from letting things like that be known, I think then the, the more um, people can say this doesn't happen much, only sort of weird people do this. Right. And so the more sort of people in college or in good jobs who, you know, who are gay or, or do like to do things slightly off-centre, the more people actually admit that and bring that into an everyday part of life, and the more people stop seeing it as a freaky, horrible it, thing. It is true, and I do agree with you that it, from a whole societal sort of um, um, theoretical standpoint, if everyone would just come clean with everything, we would live in a more relaxed, uh, accepting society. But from an individual standpoint, he's liable to come back, tell his folks, his parents are liable to cut him off or have some horrible reaction. Uh, now now he's got to drop out of college yeah. and uh, well, do gay porn. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. How conservative are his yeah. parents? That's the question. Yeah. But I'm uh, guessing but they're going to react harshly or he wouldn't want to tell them. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. exactly it. Um, so you, uh, I told him, you know, I was talking to him about my friends, and a lot of my friends are gay. And, you know, my dad gave me this conversation with, you know, you know, he was telling me how morally wrong it is, and he didn't want to. He wanted to make sure my, my friends weren't influencing me, and basically, you know. Right, but yeah, that's how they're going to look at this whole thing: is that mm -hmm. you were converted to this. Yeah. Well, no matter what you do, that's what they're going to. That's, that's even more reason to tell them and make sure that they understand <laughs> that you know that that, that he wasn't t taken into a corner and tied up and raped by yeah, these people. Exactly. It, it, it's Nathan, yeah, there will be a time when you must have that conversation. Of course, you I, want them I to know you who that. you are. Does he feel like? But at 19, after his first year away at college, it would be before he's developed a real solid network of friends, yeah. 
I just I'm, I would discourage you until you really are clear in who your friends are, that you've got some good relationships that you can fall back upon for support. If oh, this doesn't, this is probably going to be an ongoing process. I disagree entirely. I think oh, I think what? you're you're kind of going along with a conservative idea of. I am not. No, I am not. I am totally. I am. I am. I am totally in disagreement with society's intolerance of this stuff. However. These are his parents, and this is a 19-year-old who could be hurt by this. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but he's been hurt no by it now. He's been hurt by the fact that he's got to keep that side of himself away. He can't talk about his close relationships. Do you know who the most the most uh, highest incidence of completed suicide in this country is carried out by? Uh, lesbians? Parents of gay people. Teen- teenage <laughs> homosexual like males. Certainly. In which case, they should have more confidence. And exactly. Do but he may be a martyr for the cause. Stupid kind of You're being idealistic. If, 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 if society already were where we all think yeah, it should be, then of course. Not by sacrificing 19-year-olds. Hey, uh, Engineer Mike, shut everyone's mic off for just one second. <laughs> I'm going to talk to Engineer Mike. You idiot. Oh, Jesus Christ. All right, uh, Mike. Uh, I want you to, I want to take this, uh, Drew's uh, full of uh, piss and vinegar tonight, uh, and he's in rare form because he usually is uh, napping and I have to poke him with a stick in order to get him to interact with the guest. Uh, you guys have uh, somehow uh, uh, brought out the uh, fire and brimstone that lies deep within Drew. This guy's an asshole. All right, please, Drew. Blue, uh, keep the mic off, Engineer Mike. Here's what I'm saying. Uh, it just uh, get some of this stuff on a cart so I can have fun with You're it. You're fat. Uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> later on. All right? All right. Now we can uh, continue the de- the debate. We got to uh, turn. All right. <laughs> what, does Nathan, what does Nathan think? Let's hear his point of view. Uh, Nathan. Yes. All right. Well, what do you, uh, what do you think? Well, see, I, I, I really wanted to tell him so that uh, the fact was when I went back down there, I wouldn't have to... Uh, you know, run around because I do enjoy not just the sexual company of men, but just all the company of men. You know. Let me ask you a real honest question, Nathan. Yes. Uh, you you sort of admit that your parents are a little bit uptight and a little bit oppressive. Yes. And they they, uh, they were that when you were growing up. Just it, a little. Is there a little of this that's a bit of an fu to pops? Oh no, not at all. No. Uh, actually, I was I had even a hard time admitting it to myself. You know. Right, but is there a part of you that kind of wants to say, uh, listen, uh, your worst nightmare, and here it is, F you. You know what I mean? Just a little vengeance here? There could be, but I haven't actually, you know, I've never considered it a reason why I was gay. Not a reason why you're gay, gay, but a reason why you want to tell them. Oh. Because that's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing, and that's not a great reason to tell him. No, because I'm you not know your dad him. is going to flip a lid. His oh, toupee is going to come flying off and stick to the ceiling fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know they're going to freak out. Right, and that's that's what I'm saying. And and listen, I'm trying to make some. I'm trying, I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to be no, like no. Uh, uh, like uh, uh, Billy it's Carter. Uh, or, uh, uh, I'm trying to be like Kissinger here between uh, well, Drew and the guest. When you were 19. And I, I, I'll so. I'll agree with I'll agree with both you, which yeah, is with. Yeah, we guys have your own form over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have to have a radio talk off the air again. <laughs> All right, uh, here's here's what I want to say. Uh, yes, I I do agree with the ban uh, to the extent that uh, people should not uh, cower in the shadows of uh, the judgment uh, that others cast upon them. On the other hand, I agree with Drew in the sense that. Uh, his parents, uh, he admitted, admitted, are very uptight and are going to have a harsh reaction. And he needs them uh, right now 
uh, because he's away and he is relying on them. He's and he may really? get cut really? off. Perhaps it's time for him now, though, in his mind, to be an adult with them as adults and say, look, I do need you, but I need you to know me. And yeah. perhaps it would do him much better for himself and his self-esteem to know that at least he explained to them who he actually was. And if they do flip out and all that, well, then at least he'll know in his head that he's doing something that he, he had the guts to admit to them he was doing and he it, believes to be right. It may be better for him but practically he may have to drop out of college if his dad disowns to, him to and I would wait him. another two or three years That's to graduation Isn't and that prostitution of your morals just to get through? No, listen, yeah. you do oh, you drugs, you, 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 you masturbated, you you know, listen. I hey, I'm gone. not on your show, I don't. What are you talking oh, about, really? I, I thought I saw your arm I over. don't do drugs. I'm going to try. Here's the point. We all did things uh, that we were. We all did things in high school or college or what have you that we didn't tell our folks about. Yeah, yeah because they would have freaked you're not out. You're talking about some kind of little bit of joint smoking. We're talking about a, someone's a major lifestyle, kind of decision about one. Who they want to love? Someone's sexuality. All right, but uh, I'm saying you guys are taking it's, a moral high ground here. I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm with you. Okay. You're with me, Chris. I'm not. At all. I'm not at all. I, think, I think it's Chris. Let's start our own no, band. No, it's me, me and you. This seems to be an orthodox idea of sexuality here entirely. Right. But the idea that, that the kind of okay, everyone's homosexual. Uh, sorry, everyone's heterosexual, <laughs> and uh, homosexuality is somehow a, a kind of fringe idea. Which right, and and true. and uh, yeah, you know, we all know that, that. that is kind of difficult, like and you should, you should edge it in. I, I, that's rubbish. You shouldn't edge it in at all. You should just say what you want. It doesn't there, have to say at this point. All right, but it's. Uh, uh, here's no, what. Uh, what I, all right, uh, so here's what I would like. You say, "Oh, I'm going to wait for a few." Few. No, no wait. Right, so he got himself right. stable. He may. He, he may. He may also be withholding what his career choices are for a couple of years. All right, we have oh. to. We have to go to break. I would. I would end it. I would end it with this. Uh, I. I worked with a bunch of born again uh, Christians. Born again Christians. Born again Christians. <laughs> Born oh, again baby. Christians. These guys carried Bibles with them when I was working construction. Uh, it was eight of them and me. I'm a devout atheist. You're the oh, wow. Antichrist. But I didn't, and, and, and I feel fairly strongly about my disbeliefs. <laughs> but the point is, is all right. Now we'll let Liam in the band, Chris. All right, when we form our no. Okay. But the point is, is I had to show up and work with these people every day, and I didn't get up there and say I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist because it would have been hell on me to deal with these people. I didn't go to prayer meetings with them, and I didn't uh, kiss their butt or denounce uh, my beliefs or yeah. disbeliefs, but I certainly didn't uh, go and broadcast it because it would have been a horrible environment for me then. Uh, then when I got out of that environment, I hung out with my atheist friends, yeah, and we made yeah. fun of God. But your mom and dad are born Fantastic. <laughs> All right, we got to go to break. Uh, more fun with the sneaker pimps after this. It is time for a new warrior to emerge from the darkness. It is time for the coming of Spawn. Who are you? The slaughter my men! They were doing bad things. The warrior has arrived. Spawn, in video stores everywhere. Available in the Uncut Collector's Edition and a special PG-13 edition. Only from HBO Home Video. God help anyone who gets in his way. Loveline will be right back. Loveline, I'll be right back after we kill the singer. Oh, no, go ahead. Sorry.
This is Chael Sonnen, and I am inviting you to join me for a podcast called You're Welcome. Every week, I talk to friends, enemies, newsmakers who are either inside or in love with the world of MMA, wrestling, or any sport that involves topless grappling. You want names? How about I drop George St. Pierre, Daniel Cormier, X-Pox, The Iron Sheet, Jim Ross, Nate Diaz, Don Fry, Vince Russo, Minnie Rourke, Chris Lieben, and way more new episodes every Wednesday only at podcast1.com. That's podcast1.com. This is Chael Sonnen, and you are welcome. Hi, this is Juan Cucurulo. And I'm Simon Nabon from Duran Duran. You're listening to Love Lines with Adam Carolla and Dr. Drew. All right. Uh, we're here with uh, Chris, Liam, and uh, Kelly, all from the uh, Sneaker Pimps on a uh, uh, an interesting Love Line uh, show. Uh, Drew, is uh, dander has uh, gone up, which is uh, very rare no. that you get a chance to see his dander. Uh, Liam and Drew have been uh, locking antlers like a couple of um, you know male uh, longhorned know, sheep uh, deciding uh, who's thing, isn't it? Ah, it's fun. I'm having a good time. <laughs> and uh, this is uh, what this show is about: uh, good, uh, healthy debate on topics, and uh, the people listening can uh, decide uh, which angle they want to go with. All right, uh, but I'll tell you what: why don't we um, change gears here and uh, get back to the music a little bit? Uh, Becoming X is the uh, name of the Sneaker Pimp's uh, debut CD, and this one is called, uh, what the hell is it? Spin, spin, Can you sugar. read? Yeah, Spin, Spin, Sugar. Well, look, I mean, please, you would you look at this? Uh, there's a junk all over this CD. Uh, the, the le- it's uh, written in Hungarian, I think, and the lettering is uh, the size of the end of a pin. All right, uh, so this one is called uh, Spin, Spin, Sugar. Spin Sugar from uh, the Sneaker Pimps off of uh, Becoming X, uh, which is uh, their, uh, I shouldn't say latest CD. It's their only CD as far it's as... Uh, first CD. First CD. Album. Even though um, it comes in a CD form. Uh, and the first of many, uh, I'm sure. You want to guys uh, want to talk about uh, the uh, Saint soundtrack no. uh, for a moment? No, totally. <laughs> Good, me neither. Really <laughs> soundtrack's great, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, it, uh, was it cool to be on that? I mean, were you yeah. uh, surprised, uh, flattered, excited, disappointed? Um, uh, what were yeah. you? All of those. All of those. At the same time. Oh, yeah. I'm disappointed, yes. um, We went to the premiere as well, which <clears> was a very interesting experience. And then saw the film and laughed. I didn't see the film. Was uh, Six Underground uh, in it, or was oh. it just all oh, of it? Oh, yeah. very much so. In the love Slap scene. bang in the middle. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of cool, because a lot of times people are on the soundtrack, but they hear the tail oh, no. end of the song no. during the credits or Everything. something yeah. like that. This is yeah. the, the whole most lot. important bit where, where Val and uh, Elizabeth Shue got it 
get it on. on. Oh, really? Mm. And, uh, which is a bizarre tune to get on with, but <clears throat> well, at least they, they uh, did the biz. Some people find they it did sexy, the biz. I don't know. And um, how did that come about? Well, I'm doing the biz. Uh, attraction? I don't know. <laughs> no. No, it was in the script. No, you, you know, it, uh, please. Oh, Liam, Sorry, you're such a troublemaker. Oh, I bet your folks are glad you're out of the country. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, they are. They're related. She they throw parties the second you like. <laughs> but, no, I mean, did, did, did uh, who heard the song? And, uh, Val uh, Kilmer and the director's daughter, mm. Philip Troyce. Really? Director, his, his daughter heard the tune, and Val Kilmer liked the tune. And somehow, as a kind of bizarre kind of thing, they all liked it, and and we uh, got commissioned to do the, the you know that that tune. So commissioned. Well, it was already done. But you'd already, already done, done, done the. <laughs> did you do a version of it? Or? No, no, it was just they just. No, they just asked us if they could use well, we, it. We, we said yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, the yeah. director's we really nice. Asked, you know, do you make uh, do you make good money from there? I don't know. Don't know yet. Have we we seen any? Well, seen well, all. We haven't even been back to England since that. Oh, it's probably a huge sack of gold waiting for you mm, upon your return. Probably not. The yeah, way the, things work in the music. The government is probably taking 85, 90 percent of yeah. that by now. <laughs> <laughs> Diana, nineteen. Hello, sneaker pants. Hello, Diana. Hello, darling. <laughs> I'm such a huge fan of yours. Thank you. Um, uh, I saw you guys play last Saturday. Oh. Yeah, and you guys kicked. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> so short. Why was I know. I know. I know. I know. Well, she, I know. She, she can't really. We're very lazy. Very lazy. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Um, Kelly, girl, you're so awesome. I love your voice. Thank you. Thank and, you very much. And Liam and Chris, you guys are drop dead gorgeous. Mm. Oh, <laughs> don't tell them that for God's sake. <laughs> I can't believe you're peeing. Well, where were your seats, Diana? Because I was, uh, like right up in front uh, of you. Oh, okay. and I'm just pleased. I kid. That's you my job. Girl. Were you one of the girls touching my feet? No, no I wasn't. that was LA. Oh, okay. I wanted to touch um, Liam's feet. No. Really? Yeah. I didn't actually feel it, but that's quite nice of you to say that. Um, I was wondering, Liam and Chris, I know you guys write most of the songs. I was uh -huh. wondering how you we guys did, came yes. up with the lyrics, because they're so great. I mean, you know. I don't know, years of being obsessed and... I'm not being depressed. Obsessed. <laughs> no, they were obsessed and depressed. <laughs> that's the answer. I mean, Liam, was your breakup with Chris's... Um, sister, that harsh, that you. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Very, very oh, well. Oh, well oh, very up Wow. A lot of insight for a 19 year old. Oh, my God. I'd say, I'd admit that, yes, yeah, some, some of the sentiments from the album have actually come from the split of, of, of me and, and uh, oh, really? Chris's sister, but of course, I wouldn't like to make a theme. All. all right, but it's only natural uh, yeah. to write about whatever you're experiencing. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like having a sh <laughs> oh, that's one of the words you're not supposed to say, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, the yeah. S word and the uh, F word, as we like to call it. So we've it. had both of those tonight. I, I know. Let's and have it, some more, shall we? It's thoroughly... I, 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 I do not condemn you for using these words, Liam, um, for, uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one is you're drunk, but uh, the two is uh, I know it's confusing because we live in this society where we can sit here and debate over uh, the vagina for 20 minutes. But that's the only other one you can't use besides the S word and the F word. But uh, the point is... Buttons saying that we're not on air. 
I what? Did you see me move? I thought you were pressing buttons. Oh, I don't know how this stuff works. Uh, The point is, is this: you have a a very graphic argument about uh, very uh, graphic subjects, but if you use uh, the right word to describe the subject, uh, that has to be dumped out and can't go over the air, which is a bizarre ritual. uh, But yet, uh, these are the this is the society we live in. And now, in England, is it this way? Uh, no, not really, not quite, not quite as obsessive. Not, not really. The thing with England is, I think you have a a very kind of <coughs> even distribution of of ethics, and uh, people don't cheat people often, <laughs> and uh, things are fairly kind of uh, balanced. Can you it's hear profanity uh, over the radio, for instance? Yes. Yeah. You can. Yeah. Obviously not. Except for yeah, when they're talking also... about gardening, there's not much yeah. cause yeah, for right. the F word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. There is a watershed at 9.30 and you can say F and C. You take the effing bulbs and you plant them. <laughs> <laughs> Those C's. <laughs> but, All right. But, but, but at least in England, you know, you kind of have a distribution of, of ethics. Whereas it's sort of hierarchy of, of swear America, words as it's well. Like, it's it's like, like you can shoot the f out of people, right? And uh, I mean, like just now, we, we you know we, we kind of drive around LA and like people are being shot and stuff, right? And you can't say f or c or smoke pot. Yeah, it's, and it's like uh, it's like uh, in England, you, you can do all those things, but you can't shoot people. And I'd rather live. Well, in I mean, it's not like you can't <laughs> shoot people here. It's not like you people can't just do shoot, shoot people. people. Oh yes, uh, but, hey, uh, let me just say this: if you do shoot someone and you're caught, you will do six months in prison here. We do not condone. We do not condone this, but yes, you will do if you're selling peyote to Grateful Dead concert. You'll be in for the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the beauty of this society. Well, we Doing Which is really, really bizarre. Uh, absolutely. I, uh, I, and we talk about that uh, uh, hypocrisy yeah. on, a, on a nightly basis here on Love Line. All right, we have to go to uh, another break, and we'll be back after this. All of my most sensitive areas were inflamed. Really? Love Line will be right back to deal with inflamed sensitive areas. Hey, guy, you know that you want to be the guy that all your buds want to be. Oh, man, I want to party with him. Yeah, that guy. Well, then here's how you do it. Just listen to these two shows every week. The Art of Charm. We talk about how to create confidence, how to get people to like and trust you, productivity, time management, biohacking, and more. And The Chive. You never know who's going to drop by the studio, and you certainly never know what we're going to say to them. Download new episodes of The Chive and The Art of Charm every week at podcastone.com. It's a guy thing, all right? Be that guy. All right, uh, it is love line. Sorry. Right. Here, use this. Here. Uh, we pick quite an evening. Ah, there it is. Hold on. My, my mic's working now. All right. Uh, hold on. All right. Drew, you use my mic because you don't need a mic. All right, this is horrible now. Hold on, let me try this one more time. Uh, test one, two, hold on, test one, two. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, the gods are uh, mocking us tonight. Wait a minute. Are you missing something? Right, no, I'll try this one. All right. Um, <clears throat> looking, all right. Look uh, at the bottom of the mic. Are you missing something? I'm missing pieces from the mic. All right. There's uh, it, uh, very ironic uh, that tonight was the night that uh, Engineer Mike told me to stop a railing oh, on really? uh, Westwood yeah. One. All right. Now <laughs> Mike's having a fit, fit over here. <laughs> all right. Let's all just relax for just one moment. Uh, can't <laughs> we all just get along? All right, here's what's uh, here. Here's the latest uh, predicament here. The Sneaker Pimps are here tonight. My uh, new favorite band, by the way. Oh. I enjoy the Sneaker Pimps. Uh, they come in here. They're uh, lively. Now, uh, Liam has... Uh, <laughs> He's smashing up the room. Engineer Mike uh, had a puss on uh, today when I came in, and uh, things, have, uh, things have gone from uh, bad to worse. Okay. Here's what's going on. Uh, uh, Liam has uh, had a few glasses of red wine. Uh, we had an interesting debate earlier on in the uh, evening um, involving uh, marijuana and whatnot. Um, all basically uh, in good fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Liam has uh, become uh, a, a bit... monster? Yeah. Well, listen. I don't want to say anything bad about the guy. He's he's a great guy, I'm sure. But yeah. he's he's become a uh, a little upset over the uh, pretty. I, I can't think with Engineer Mike hovering over my head. There's six foot of cord here. He's more of a wow. The point is, is uh, Chris and Liam were arguing during the uh, break. Uh, Liam got up and um, is uh, left the studio, and I'm not sure where uh, Liam is at this point. But that's all right. We have uh, Chris and Kelly here from Sorry, uh, the sneaker uh, pimps. All right, and Drew has no mic, but. Uh, that's so the way be I it. Like it. It's probably uh, right. <laughs> so and it, if his mic had uh, crapped out a half hour ago, maybe Liam would still be here. Maybe right. so. <laughs> <laughs> so Liam left. Yes. And what what I think is not well experienced listening to this the tape of this show is that he left and began wandering the streets of Culver City at uh, midnight. Yes, he left on foot. And I find it quite ironic because when they drove in they were talking about what a dicey neighborhood we were in and how everyone in the United States seems to carry guns. Right, right, right. And how frightened uh, these Englanders were of people in the United States and their firearms. And now their friend, one of the guys, ran out trying to find them. Really, you guys, they canvassed the streets. Right. Went around. Could not find Liam. Mm. Their hotel was a good 15 to 20 miles away from here. Easily. He had no idea what direction the hotel was from here. I, I know what he happened. took off to on foot. I know what happened. What? Those, those uh, good guys that you ran into that, that were buying donuts. Oh, the good fellas. The good fellas. Yeah. They found him. Yeah, the mafia guys that uh, yeah. brought me in here one night when my car broke down on the freeway. That's what the deal is. Yes, they proudly abducted him and uh, made him into their uh, English uh, sex slave or something. What was the name of that uh, uh, fortune teller that they represented? Madam Toscanini. <laughs> What's that phone number again, Guido? Uh, that's uh, 334233. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, poorly on my guests survived this because we never heard to the contrary. Apparently he did. He uh, made it on foot back to the hotel. I'm guessing, oh, is that although right? I well, I'm I'm still perplexed. I don't know if he had any money on him. He was drunk no, he didn't. At the I time. remember them saying that. They remember that when the show right. ended, and they walked out and said, "Hey, I, I didn't, not we, a we, shilling." Can't understand how he could get out of here because he had no money. He was on foot. And he didn't know where the hell he was. Never underestimate the drunk on foot. I've done this many a time. Is that right? Uh, left many a party uh, inebriated. Uh, jumped out of many a girlfriend's car inebriated. Excuse me. What pushed out? I asked to get out of the car, oh, okay, but uh, yeah, yeah. I was indignant and yes. had enough pride to okay, leave on uh, right, yes. to not beg to come back. Always found my way home. Oh, yeah. 
line. We'll be right back. Wash your hands. Thank goodness football season is finally here. And no matter what you're into, we've got you covered. We've got the self-titled Ross Tucker Football Podcast. If you want to know what's going on in the NFL, we've got the Fantasy Feast. If you want to make sure you are best prepared for your fantasy team this year. Or how about the Even Money Podcast for those of you that like to wager on the games. Available now. Available now. At PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com. So, Drew, anything you'd like to say? Any words of wisdom you'd like to impart before we call the night? Um, let's see. Uh, tomorrow's my birthday. Actually, it's my birthday now. I mean, not this minute as we're taping this, but as we are record- sending this out, as this is being broadcast. Oh, it is your birthday. That 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 midnight will turn to my birthday. Yes, and you'll be? 39. Oh, boy. Don't think about it. Oh, and still uh, looking good. I got to tell you. Adam, you know, Adam's getting some ideas about me, I think. It kind of spooks me out a little bit the way he looks at me these Ever days. Ever since I gave you the eight and a half on the look skating, <laughs> uh, skating, on the looks uh, scale, uh, on my uh, personal I, I, rating I, What really makes me chart. kind of shake is the fact that we are, you and I are going to be somewhere, God knows where, traveling during this period. Oh, boy. Period, so. Oh, yes. And I'm going to need some snuggling. <laughs> You're gay. All right. And with that, I think we're out of show. Yeah. So until next time, this is Adam Carolla for Dr. Drew saying mahalo. This has been Loveline. The opinions expressed herein are certainly opinions. That's for sure. If you'd like a written transcript of today's program, you probably should have written it down yourself. And if you did, we'd like a copy. Loveline producer Ann Wilkins. This broadcast was copyright 1997 Westwood One Entertainment. This music is MXPX on Tooth and Nail Records. Sit, Obo. Obo, stop dragging your butt across the carpet. This concludes another PodcastOne.com program.